I don't ever want to be anything free. That was um, that was uh, John Creed. Lennon. That was Creed. That was John Lennon, if you've ever heard of him. I thought that was Creed. Creed would have been more... This is our Creed. It's weird that they put their name in every song. You're thinking Creed Derulo. Creed Derulo. They should do a collab. They should do a collabum. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at GameLifeBalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm C.M. Magania from the Strange and Unusual Podcast, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. said we were going to start this Shazam. I did. That was a movie that featured a very famous actor. Keanu Reeves? Yes. Ben Affleck? Yes, it had them both. Wow. Along with Shaquille O'Neal. That's impressive. And then Shaquille O'Neal later started a movie called Kazam, where he played the brother of the genie that he played in the movie Shazam. With Keanu Reeves. Which is a sequel to Aladdin, right? And Robin Williams played his... In Kazam, Christian Bale, um, that was where he perfected his Batman voice. Wow. It's a little known fact. Also where Christian Bale perfected the voice that he did in Howl's Moving Castle, if you watched the English dub of that, which I strongly recommend against ever doing, by the way. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Howl's Moving Castle. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, well, we're going to talk about Netflix today, so that's totally appropriate. Because Howl's Moving Castle isn't on Netflix. Because nothing is. Nothing is on Netflix Wait, other no- than... Nothing is on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. Nothing is. Nothing good is on Netflix. Look up Hitchcock, and the only result is Hitch, the Will Smith movie. I mean, Hitchcock... Hitch, so Hitchcock is great, yeah, but I would argue that there's, there's a lot of great stuff on Netflix. Name one good thing on Netflix. Hitch, the movie with Will Smith. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes, we're going to talk about Daredevil on this episode, which was fine, and Marvel Studios or whatever, Netflix Studios, I don't even know, but we're going to talk about that, but no, Netflix, no, anytime, anytime my girlfriend and I try to sit down and watch something on Netflix, it's not on there, and even Doctor Who is on Amazon Instant Video now, so Netflix is basically dead to me. Wasn't Twin Peaks on Netflix? Twin Peaks was on Netflix, so Twin Peaks is the only good thing on Netflix. Okay. There's a lot of really great horror movies on Netflix. Just a lot of really great schlocky stuff. And then there's a lot of some, there's some really good classics on there. Netflix has some, it's got some offerings. Every time I do a search for anything, I come up with eight horror movies. If I'm looking for The Princess Bride, I come up with like Princess Stabbings, Princess in the dark. Oh, Princess, Princess Stabbings. Princess Stabbings was a classic. That was 67. A that was a 67. It was back during the Cold War. Uh, it's really an allegory. Uh, what isn't an allegory these days, really? It's an allegory. Right. So, on this episode of Game Life Balance US, I, Cody Goff, my cohorts, Jonathan Martin. Are you, done, are you not drinking alcohol this episode? I'm not. I need water tonight. 
Yeah, I kind of do too. I exercise today. That doesn't happen often, as yeah. we know yeah. from, our, from our previous episode. But I'm feeling great. So, yeah, we're going to delve into some Netflix stuff and then talk a little gaming news and uh, board game that you played that you're excited about. But, yeah, um, very excited about uh, and of course, we, well, so the, the, but the thing is, I, I want to set up the expectation right now that we will never go off on any tangents at any point in any podcast that we ever do because it's never happened before. We would never discuss something that was off of our topic list. The way that we circumvent that, though, is as soon as we start going off our tangent, we immediately put it on our topic list, which we have open at all times of the show. That is a good way to circumvent it. That's right. And so anytime we were, you know, to tangentially go on, um, I don't know, talk about, say, Miyazaki films on Netflix. Oh, that's a point we need to add to the top of this list of our right. topic list. Miyazaki films right. on Netflix. Anytime we ever talk clicking, about things like that. Clicking my pen. That's Can you right. hear you're that? Clicking, you're clicking your pen. It's not actually typing anything on the topic sheet, but it's impressive. You're clicking your pen. Um, yeah, so we would add that to the topic sheet, and then well, boom, boom, it's taken care of. It was something we planned on talking about the whole time. Well, I'm clicking my pen to write it down on a notepad, which I will that's then transfer. You, that's not how you write, though. You have to click the pen a single time, and then that makes the point of the pen come out, and then you use that to write. Well, I don't See, understand. I understand that well, writing is an archaic form of expression that people used to use. It is no longer done that way. Uh, we talk only in emoji here on Game Life Balance. Smiley face, huh. crying smiley face, coffee cup. Game Life Balance US, or as we like to say, Game Life Balance American flag. American flag, American flag, dancing girl, dancing girl, wine glass, cigar. That's really American. And after this November, orange toupee on the top of our logo. I mean, the dancing girl, she looks, she kind of looks Hispanic. It looks like she's wearing a Hispanic dress in the emoji signs, mm. at least in the ones in Apple. Maybe on which maybe you your don't phone. Have. No, I've got some white woman in a red dress. Clearly an imposter. Clearly mm. not from Latin America. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Apple's racist. I can just see by the way she moves her hips. Can you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Shakira told me hips don't lie. Well, now that we've scared away anyone who came to this podcast to hear me talk about Daredevil Season 1, I'd like to launch into Balancing Act. We don't really, we don't really use that segment open often, that name. We don't do a lot of Balancing Act segments. No, not yet. The whole... Who knows? I mean, it's there, it's there to use... It's there to use if we need it. I have a list of eight segments that we do on this program, and Balancing Act has been one of them for a while, but I think we've only done one or two. But that it's in the... T- I mean, Joy of Parenting is one, too. I think we've done it once or twice. Joy of Parenting so, we've done a few times now that your son... Some get used more than others. That's the nature of the beast. The beast that is this podcast. Oh, oh, good, a text message. Just what I wanted. How about, uh, how about wasn't a text maybe messaging. balancing act should be about how you balance ignoring the fact that you're doing a live show and instead texting the whole time. Why don't we balance your text? It, it actually wasn't a text. It was the weather app that I have on my phone telling me what the weather is going to be tomorrow. P.S. It's going to be cold. I don't know whether or not to believe you. So what are you balancing? I'm balancing life and games and That's kind of what we do here. And America and U.S. Actually, it's actually a thing that's happening. So I like to be culturally somewhat cognizant. Cognizant, right? If if everyone is watching a TV show or a lot of people are watching a TV show, I want to also be able to have a discussion about that TV show. 
You want to be part of the zeitgeist. I want to be part of the zeitgeist. As long as it doesn't involve dancing in the stars or the voice or any of that reality garbage or Jersey Shore or any of that. No, no, I don't do that. I, I do not have time for that. But, for example, when I, I used, one of my first jobs, everyone was really into Lost. And I felt left out, so I watched all of Lost. Because I worked overnight shifts and I pretty much watched it at work on my overnight shifts, which was great. And, and you could have I done could, worse. Yeah, I could have done worse, right? And I enjoyed the show, and I was able to talk then about it, and it was all great. So <laughs> I was influenced heavily by the C2E2 podcasting panel that I was on last month with the Gunna Geek Network, members of the Gunna Geek Network, because all all of them talk all the time on Google Hangouts and on their podcasts and on Twitter and everywhere and on Facebook and everywhere about all these TV shows, none of which I've seen. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Arrow. Does Green Lantern have a TV show? If he did, that'd be one of them. The Flash. He's got a ring. He has a ring. The Flash, Game of Thrones. I don't actually watch the, the televised version. There's a whole Game of Thrones podcast on the network, Tyrion's Landing. And Daredevil and Jessica Jones and basically all these nerdy TV shows. Supergirl, they keep coming out that I'm not into or whatever. So... You can actually go on gunnageek.com and under Better Podcasting, the podcast, they've posted the full Gunna Geek Network panel that we did. So if you want to go see, learn how to be a better podcaster, you can check that out. But they also posted the podcast that we recorded after the panel. We didn't really have a direction or, or a focus area or a topic necessarily, but but like 10 members of the Gunna Geek Network got together and we all just recorded and mostly ended up kind of talking about Netflix and television and things like that. And the onus for that was I have eight or nine tv shows i haven't watched which one should i start with which one's good what are the pros and cons so go check that out if you're interested in pros and cons of that but the has that been I, posted now i know it hadn't been posted yeah it just got posted this week perfect yeah so go check that out on goodnegeek.com yeah i and that so that's so it's actually really interesting and, and that's just happened to happen this week as i finished season one of daredevil so it's just really good timing for everything and um and part of the conversation was so I, you know, I wanted to watch one of these. My girlfriend does not like excessive violence, and that makes watching some TV shows hard because they are excessively violent. What's the most violent show you've watched lately, John? Dexter. Probably some sort of crime, some sort of of crime show of some kind. We started watching The Wire, which had a little bit of violence in it. Dexter has had a lot of violence in it, and we've watched that whole show. I don't know if we watch a lot of violent TV, to be honest. Not and not by not by intention. It's not like we set out like your girlfriend may and say, you know, I we particularly don't like this kind of thing. I just like I don't think that we really watch a lot of violent TV. Yeah, and neither do we. So maybe Law and Order SVU whenever it's on, because whenever it's on, you have to sit there and watch the end of the episode. And then it's always, you know, ho- either horrendously violent or really disgusting and just makes you feel bad about humanity. So mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Okay. So anyway, long story short, I decided I would start watching a Netflix show on the train because my train commute is about 15 to 20 minutes each way, depending on the day and the time and how many so stops are. basically good enough for one episode, kind of. 
It'd be good enough for a TV episode, but if I'm watching a Netflix original series, those are closer to an hour. Mm-hmm. So really, I end up having to make up the difference. Maybe I won't get through a whole episode one day, and I'll just kind of have to continuously watch, or maybe I'll finish it at home. But for the most part, I was like, let's do this on the train. And I picked Daredevil, and I watched season one. And this morning I started watching Jessica Jones because it was recommended to me that I watch season one of Daredevil and then season one of Jessica Jones and then season two of Daredevil. They both take place in Hell's Kitchen, the area of New York. and The famous it, restaurant by Gordon Ramsay. Also the famous restaurant by Gordon Ramsay, who incidentally plays both Daredevil and Kingpin. It's a strange uh, choice of actors, I thought. but I think that's, that's a new trend on Broadway. Uh to make, to make both the villain and the hero seem more relatable. Right, because he also plays Andrew Jackson, or that president in the musical. Madison? Monroe? Uh, Quincy? Madison Monroe. It was a hyphenated last name. He Franklin. took his wife's... He took his, it's Hamilton. He took, his <laughs> wife's, he took his wife's last name. It's Madison Monroe. Madison great, Monroe Hamilton, The great yes. 43rd president of these United States of America. Right, Madison Monroe Hamilton, played by Gordon Ramsay, is three characters. It's so strange the way they do that. Uh, so there we are. So I started watching Jessica Jones, and I'll talk about that on another podcast. I may actually write an article on GunnaGeek.com about this, the first seasons of these two shows, because I actually am having things to say, which surprises me. You don't shut up. That doesn't surprise me at all. Ah, well, that makes one of us. <laughs> anyway, so... Finish season one. And you have not watched it, I'm guessing, and you probably have no desire to watch it whatsoever. Actually, it's on my list of shows that I eventually want to get to. It's just there is much less time in the evenings now, now that Max is staying up later than there used to be, that both Casey and I are awake at the same time and able to watch a show. And we're almost over the Black Mirror, so that's kind of the show that we're watching together right now. I just added that to my queue, and my girlfriend has seen the first couple seasons, so good. It's only three episodes per season, and it's two seasons long with one episode in the third season. So there's only seven episodes of the show. And do you want me to go on about it right now? Just we tell can... me if you like it, basically. I need to talk more about it than just if I like it, but yes, I like it. Okay. Is it like a Twin Peaks and then it's hard to categorize? Oh, no. It's, it's a modern-day Twilight Zone, only much more depressing. Oh, good. So you like it because it, it's good, it, it, but it doesn't make exactly. you feel oh, good. We cannot watch more than one episode at a time, and I'm not even kidding. Like we we cannot watch more than one episode at a time of that show because of how how dark of a place that it sends you. It's basically a show that takes current technology and extends its it, it extends it to its most heinous but possible conclusion, things like social media, things like labor, the way that we view labor, things like the death of a loved one and uh, robotics, stuff wow. like that. So it's just, it's, it's really deep and it's really dark. It's just so dark. It's so dark and depressing. And it just shows the worst of humanity that humanity has to offer. So yeah, it's a great show. You should watch it, but you shouldn't watch more than one episode of a time. Because you'll probably not feel all that great. Does it take social media to the level where that horror movie went? That you got mail or whatever? Where there's the Facebook... Yeah, you've got mail. The famous Tom Hanks horror movie. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan horror movie. Yeah, Tom Hanks, yeah, where Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, and the twist is, it turns out they were dead the whole time, and everyone was killing them. Right. Did you see in the movie? Cut away whenever that happens. No, remember the the social network one where their friend is supposedly dead, and then they get a G-chat message from them or something, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And it turns out the person is social media something. This came out like two years ago. That movie could have been, that movie had a fantastic idea in that it took place all in one shot on a computer screen. And then it, it was actually, it was really, it was a really cool concept. I watched that movie. I can't remember what it's called. Swim uh, Fan At. Swim Fan At. That was totally it, actually. So, <laughs> so I, I, uh, I really did like that movie for what it was trying to do. It's, it was just done. It was not a skillful enough director and cast to pull well because of all the water scenes you can't put a computer in water no and they didn't know that they didn't know that when they started but they do now wow many computers were harmed in the making of that movie swim fan app oh we need more we need more non letter non letters and numbers in our movie titles we need pound sides we need a hat we need hashtag movie. That needs to be the name of a movie. Hashtag movie. Uh, we need more hashtags in our movies. That's what we... In our movie titles. You know, that's what we need. You know that'll sell tickets just because of the stupid name. That's the worst part of it. Hashtag movie. I would go see hashtag movie. What's it about? It could be about anything. It's a movie. And I could make it trend on all sorts of social uh, media. So many social way. medias. All the social medias. The tw- hey, what, how do you feel about brands? We talk about how great brands are. I love are. brands. I love brands on social media. When I when I when I know that a brand is on Snapchat, I will follow that brand, and I'll be more likely to buy things from it because it's on Snapchat. I really want to interact with brands. That's what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to interact more with the brands that I enjoy consuming. Brands are so are tell me, humanized. Tell me how how do I consume more brands? It's by humanizing them. And when you know that a brand is a human, then you'll give it more money. I can't hear you talk about your real job. You were talking about you were talking about uh, Netflix, and you were talking about Daredevil. And violence, yes, and and violence, and watching. So on the this train. is two parts. This discuss this the things I wanted to talk about. The in the two parts, in no particular order, are I'll talk about the show and what I think about it. I won't get real spoilery since you you may watch it at some point. And also, what to do about watching shows on your phone, which has a limited screen. Now, granted, I have the iPhone 6X Plus, 6S Plus, which does have a pretty sizable screen. I mean, it's, a, you know, several inches across. But that said, still, Daredevil is very much built around its action, choreographed action sequences. It's absolutely the centerpiece of the show, in my opinion. And so there are some things that I'd like to watch that I'm not sure I would enjoy on my phone, specifically Captain America Winter Soldier, which I feel like has a lot of plot points that are leading into the upcoming Avengers movie that I would like to be familiar with before I go into that movie. Because I'm really, I'm really hype about the Avengers, Cap- Captain, or, sorry, Captain America Civil War. I'm super hype about Captain America Civil War, but I haven't seen the second Captain America, so obviously I'm sure I can grasp the plot without having seen it, but... Captain America being a central character, I feel like it might be kind of nice to have seen it. Um, but then it's like, well, if it's half action, am I going to want to have it on my tiny little phone flying around all the place? I don't know. Do you, have you ever? Do you ever watch on your mobile screen? 
I think the only things that I've ever watched on my actual like mobile device, you're frozen at the moment. There you go. But to answer your question, I think the only things that I've ever that I've ever watched on my actual mobile device have been animated programs, which I don't think are necessarily as action heavy, and things that I have seen before. So do you mean animes? No. I mean like family guy. But but then also things that I've seen before. So, for instance, when I was watching through all of The Next Generation again, which I'd seen every episode of, it wasn't necessarily important to me to watch it on some sort of big screen, high definition experience because I already had that. Right. Okay. Why don't you tell me more about how you've seen every episode of Next Generation before, Mr. Expert? I'm not an expert, but I've seen every episode of Why don't you tell me more about how much better than me you are for having seen every episode of Next Generation? You have seen every episode of Next Generation. I refuse to believe you have not seen every episode of Next Generation. That is likely true, but I don't go around screaming it from the rooftops, titling our episodes, Game Life Balance episode whatever, colon, John Martin has seen every episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and he's better than you. What should make you feel even more sick is I have seen every episode of Star Trek Voyager as well. That makes me sick. You know what I used to do with Star Trek Voyager? It was only on UPN, which didn't come in Rockford. We didn't get that in Rockford with our cable. My grandparents got UPN in Philadelphia. My granddad would videotape four episodes at a time and then send me the videotape, and I would watch them on a tape delay, essentially. I did that for three seasons. We actually watched that together for a little while when it was first on TV. I didn't see every episode of the show until later on when I was in high school, and they were doing reruns at night. But when it very first came out, we... Did watching parties at your house. I do vaguely remember that. I can't believe you remembered that. I wasn't sure if you would have. Star Trek Voyager left a very lasting impression on me. Uh, Tom Paris and Bolana's child was a really riveting... That show was awful after season four. It was just awful. I've seen every episode, but man, did it get Why don't you bad. tell me more about how you've seen every episode and that makes you better than me? I have seen every episode of both of those shows, and it makes me better Haven't than you. Haven't you also seen every episode of Deep Space Nine? I've never seen a single episode of Deep Space Nine. That's my... That's my... I, that is my shame. My my one true shame is that I've never seen any episode of Deep Space Nine. And everybody tells me it's amazing. And I believe them. It's not that I don't believe them. I've just never seen an episode of Deep Space Nine. Same boat. I have seen a decent amount of Deep Space Nine, but... Uh, not enough, and I never got into the later stuff when they get in the Dominion War. That went on forever. That show is 48 seasons long. Did you realize that? No, I didn't know it was that long, but that makes sense. That's why I haven't seen any of it, because it is that I long. Think, I think um, think it was it was only that many seasons long on Tuesdays, though. So, I think the thing about Deep Space Nine that turned me off was that it took place on a space station, obviously, which is relatively immobile. And the thing that I love the most about Star Trek, and I think the reason why I loved Voyager the most, is because it was all about traveling. It was all about discovering new stuff. So Next Generation struck probably the best balance between having their Federation issues with you know known alien races and very well-established alien races. Voyager was all about discovering new races. There wasn't a lot of interracial politics that was going on, which is some of the best stuff in Star Trek. And so I I understand why people don't like Voyager as much because it was all about the discovery of new stuff because they, you know, they just got thrown to the Delta Quadrant and had to come home over the course of seven seasons and saw a bunch of stuff that nobody had ever seen before. But Deep Space Nine, there's no exploration. Like, 
the, the space station doesn't move. Just well, yeah, but it's, it's like a hotel. Station. It's and you get all these transient species coming through there. I, I think Quark's bar, which first of all, everything that Ferengi said was awesome. It can't be better than Whoopi Goldberg's bar. No, it was better. The only all right. She's the Whoopi. I the mean, best part of Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg's bar by far was Commander Riker sitting backwards in every chair. And every time he stood up, he would shove the chair and it would basically fly across the room in my mind. But he always very aggressively stood up. But he always sat down Actually, backwards. I always thought that Worf's interactions with Whoopi were some of the best in the show. Because she was so level-headed and he was such a Klingon. Such a Klingon. They just, Is that racist? They just... Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, see? but they just, they were great, they were great interactions. Well, I'm really glad that that tangent at least regarded nerd culture, because at this point, anyone that came here for Daredevil talk is probably just like, what is going on? Go watch Star Trek, that's the moral of the story. All right, well, anyway, I have not resolved the, I have not fully resolved the issue of what to do about Captain America Winter Soldier. This is like my biggest first world problem. Where, on what device, on what device do I watch Captain America Winter Soldier? Uh, do I, do I hold in the palm of my hand a magical computer that beams lasers in from space and lets me watch a big budget mainstream movie studio film about a superhero? Or do I watch it on my 55-inch TV with surround sound in my living room. What am I going to do, guys? How will I survive? Do you not have data issues? No, because I have. I was grandfathered into Sprint's unlimited data program, unlimited data plan. And when I'm not using my phone, I use my work phone, which has a giant shared data plan, and we never use it. So I can... I have effectively unlimited data on my work phone at least in my mind <laughs> i don't know if i'm making the company pay more for that's the that's the kind of thing you just do until you're told not to i mean to be fair i'm on it's connected to wi-fi 90 percent of the time the only time it's not is on the train but uh and i'm getting a new phone when the htc 10 comes out or the M10 or the whatever, whatever HTC's got a new phone coming out in May, and I'm getting that because my HTC One M8 is dead. It. So is this supposed to be a commentary on how good of a show Daredevil is, or is this just a this is how I want to watch the show? Well, it was a, this is how I want to watch the show. Well, okay, let's transition. Let's transition and have Cody actually say thoughts instead of just random tangents about Star Trek. Not that those aren't great, because we should definitely. Uh, talk about Enterprise all the time. It's been a getting from there to here. I guess I can't believe a Star Trek theme was done by Creed. Time is finally Creed. I've got Creed. I've got Creed. Well, they had to say their name in every song, so that's how you know it's Creed. Derulo. Right. Where were we? Oh, right, Daredevil. Anyway, there's. So let's. So let me talk about the show and what I thought about it. I mentioned basically it almost felt like a shonen. A shonen, if you don't know, is a type of anime where there's kind of a fight of the week. So Dragon Ball Z is a good example. Dragon Ball Z is an okay example. Ramen One Half is a good example. There's lots of anime where basically there's some mon- like Power Rangers is a perfect example. You of You can a just call it a monster of the week show. Yeah, but a shonen a monster is of the more week accurate for our nerdy listeners that stayed tuned past. 
talking about Star Trek for 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, sh- like Power Rangers, basically every week there's a monster, they kill it or whatever, then there's more powerful in the next week, etc. So it's almost felt like a shonen in that way because there is a big climactic fight scene in almost every episode. And the second or third or fourth episode, one of the first few, there is an epic scene. And uh, it's this isn't really a major spoiler, but it's a long shot. It's something like a 10-minute straight single shot fight scene and it's amazing and i was able to appreciate its amazingness and its awesomeness even though i was watching it on my phone some of the more subtle nuances of the fight probably i missed maybe in certain fights and depending on the lighting or the glare on my phone or whatever obviously it's better on a big tv but i did watch the last i watched the season finale of the first season on my tv at home and it did look so much better, and it was so much cooler, but I don't think it added a significant amount. So long story short, I would recommend watching Daredevil on your phone if you have to. And I do think that there are probably some shows that this wouldn't be possible, but Daredevil, I think I got by pretty well. I, I don't know that it'd be able to handle like Captain America or an Avengers movie, but Daredevil did okay. So the things I have to say about it, going into it, John, just expect that more that. And I think someone from the Gunna Geek Network first said this, but basically Daredevil is Marvel's Batman, at least in terms of the show. It's, it tries to be very dark and very gritty. It's very violent. There's blood everywhere. There's blood all the time. And it just like feels all gritty and the characters are all conflicted and dark and blah. So expect that going into it. It's not like a happy peppy thing. Apparently the Flash, on the other hand, is more kind of bubbly or upbeat, I guess, from what I've heard. But I've always said that about the Flash. Yeah, right. So this show is so graphic, though. This in the second or third episode, I went to the Gunna Geek Network and I or I tweeted or said something to someone. And I said this feels like the entire episode is just close up of stitches because Matt Murdock, Daredevil, gets beaten up in the first or second episode, and literally the second episode opens with extreme close up shots of. The actor, the woman, not Zoe Deschanel. I always want to say Zoe Deschanel, but the woman that's in Jessica Jones and this show, Rosario Dawson. Is that right? No, she's a political person. What the hell's the girl's name? There's a woman that's in all these shows, and she's an act. It doesn't matter. She's a, she's a nurse. She's stitching him up, and it's just extreme close-up of her literally like threading the needle through his skin and stitching up this stuff. And that's pretty – Rosario Dawson, yes. Thank you. Chris Farrell uh, from the Guinea Geek Network is an expert and is also in our live chat. So thank you for the, thank you for the support there. So Rosario Dawson. It's, it's close up with these stitches, and it keeps doing it. You know how these medical shows will do that? This does it pretty much the whole series. Every episode, there's like there's a stitch that gets burst open, or it shows – and there's always extreme close-ups of these stitches. And – Dude needs a lot of stitches. I, he does. And at first, it seemed unnecessary. And I was actually going to go on a tirade about how it's, how it's kind of excessive violence and how you hear some people talk about how violence on TV is a little more than it needs to be these days. But it does kind of serve a purpose near the end of the season because they start to, he starts to get into how he needs more protection and more armor and stuff. I don't know that I it's mean, a- brief, briefly, briefly, Daredevil doesn't exactly have any kind of superhuman powers. He just hears really well, kind of in like a 3D way, right? 
kind of like he can see all around him, but he's blind. But he doesn't have, like, super strength or super speed or anything like that, right? So speaking as someone who really only is the most familiar with Daredevil from the show, he has hyper senses. I mean, he can smell if you had a sandwich with onions three days ago. That is the stupidest (laughs) superpower. Who wants to smell somebody's onion breath from three days ago? He could probably smell anytime any of his friends have ever had sex. Oh, or garlic? Like, jeez. Think about that on a date. Nobody wants that. Think about that on a date. Like, if he's... I don't think he'd He matches somebody on Tinder, right? And then they go out for coffee, and he... Like you do. He can smell the three men that she was with the previous weekend that she met on the internet. That's... All at one time? Yeah. That's impressive. Tinder cocky. It's an app. Good good for her. K-K-A-K-E. So, he can track people by heartbeat, for instance... Because of his hearing. So he can hear really well, which helps him see. And like, is he like a super taster? Do you think he, do you think he'd make an expert chef? He could be a, do you think he'd be a master sommelier? He he could totally be a judge on world's greatest young chef. Or. That's not a show. Iron Chef. No. Iron. Sensor. Sense. Samurai Chef. It's the. Samurai Chef. What's the, um, what's the Japanese game show with the chefs iron chef right yeah it's iron because in the mid iron chef america with william shatner who was in star trek three degrees of kevin bacon <laughs> bring it back around at game life balance us podcast.com that's not our website please don't go there <laughs> that's a pretty Im- impressive circle it's really good that you looped back though so that we could keep the through thread that's going through this episode it's good that you could do that. <laughs> so, anyway, he can see basically. Anyway, I guess I don't know if he has super strength, but he's trained in martial arts, and he probably, yeah, but that's his own training. That's not because he's super strong. Well, he was trained by a ninja guy, or he's super fast or anything. No, he he's doesn't not, have physical superpowers, right? And so he's going to get the crack kicked out of him sometimes by probably some villains that do have superpowers. And he's going to need stitches. That's what this all comes back to, is dude's going to need some stitches, all right? Okay, but does it need to have gratuitous close-up shots of the dude getting stitches? What if it's a really bad gash, and it takes a lot of stitches? Do you want to wait 20 minutes for dude to just be stitched up and just listen to him talk on the other side of a door? That sounds pretty lame. Or you could cut to after he's stitched? No, you have to be there for every stitch, whether you watch or not. So either you watch, and you see something, and you see something interesting, and you learn what it's like to get stitched up, or you watch from the other side of a door, and you just hear two people talking in muffled voices. Does that sound like much fun? This was the only way it could happen, see? Well, it'd be, it'd be easier for me to watch on Netflix, because then I could just not look at my phone, and I could listen while walking. You know what, what stitches mean, right? Snitches. Snitches. That's who gets stitches. He, I've been told that. You bring up an excellent point. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. By multiple rap songs and TV shows, they've told me. And shirts. I see it on shirts that snitches get stitches. That's intense. So is that Daredevil's power? He is that he gets Super stitches. snitch? He's a super snitch. He's really good at, at snitching. Uh, is it a good show? Did you have fun with it? I... Thought it was a good show. I didn't think it was a great show. It wasn't as good as Twin Peaks or Breaking Bad or any of you know the best shows ever made. Right? I wouldn't put it in that echelon. I would say it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. It was 
Yeah, it was pretty good. It had its good parts. I think your average person like me would have heard more about it if it if it belonged in that tier of shows. I mean, it's definitely a good show. I have two major problems with it, and I guess this is this is what I'll kind of bring out. The Although on a side note, and this will mean nothing to you, so we can skirt over it, but I think the relationship between Foggy and his ex is the most real-feeling relationship in the whole show, and I love when they introduce that. And they get into that in the later episodes. So that means nothing to anyone unless you've seen the show. But I I loved that. I thought that that was really great. Um, the Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, is the villain in the entire first season. It's not really a secret, not really a spoiler. He is way too sympathetic in season one. Now, I've heard he gets darker and more evil in season two. Yes, he has people killed in season one. But every single thing he does, he has a very good reason for and he's just, he's too sympathetic. Like literally, in the last episode where there's you know him and Daredevil and this big climactic thing, I, I'm like, well, if I had to be one of those guys, I'd prefer to be Kingpin. And also maybe because I mean because he operates with corruption, right? Everyone is bought by him. He owns the police. Not to not to mention you probably don't have as many stitches. I have very few stitches. I've got some scars, but those are. And if you're Daredevil, you've got lots of stitches. This is one of, yeah, I understand. I No, I see where you're going with that. But I, I used to have stitches, and I have scars from those. But I have not gotten any new stitches. I have, I have no recent stitches. So it operates in corruption. He controls the police, the media. Okay, right. He's brought up police, media, senators, all this stuff. And this is stuff that I that a lot of Americans are already angry and insisting that certain politicians are doing with certain members of our public like media or certain elected officials and things like that corruption's kind of become at the forefront of of political discourse in this country and i won't go into it more than that you you but you you see it on both sides you i mean donald trump to name a guy is anti-establishment and that's proven to be extremely like helpful for him people there is a clear um kind of uh there is a clear discontent with the system right now and i see kingpin and i go well here's a very cartoonish obviously very unrealistic but also believable enough version of that to where like i kind of hate him but at the same time i just look at it and i just get to the point where i'm like you know if that could be me i would just do it and I'd just run everything and i'd be evil i don't know maybe that's just me but um i think he's too sympathetic and I think that Daredevil is really sympathetic as well because you see things from his perspective. But it's the same thing. He doesn't – he and his little team of good guys, him and his couple friends, they don't really – I don't think necessarily follow a, a clear character arc or grow in a way that has a very great payoff in the end. For example, there's a female that – their secretary basically who – starts out kind of scared and distressed and then tries to kind of become a hero and then does some really, really terrible, selfish things. And that's in at the end of the season, it's kind of like, oh, all right, well, that happened. Oh, well, I mean, I, I had to or whatever. And it there's no comeuppance. There's no real ramifications for it. It just, it just kind of falls flat to me. And Matt Murdock, Daredevil, does the whole superhero thing where at first he's really secretive and then, you know, I got I to gotta be secretive, protect myself, protect my friends. And, oh, I need to open up. Oh, I have to open up because I need support from people. And then at the end, and there's also this struggle. He's a lawyer in, in, in real life. In real life, Gordon Ramsay is a blind lawyer. And 
as the blind lawyer, he's like, well, I got to use the law to fight, but sometimes I have to use other than the law. But then the character, his supporting characters kind of try to push him towards, well, I'll only use the law. I shouldn't use this violence. But then in the end, he ends up kind of doing a combination of both, and it doesn't seem to matter to him. So I don't know. I, I didn't think that his character arc was super well done. And it's only one season. But I feel like it had potential with a little bit better writing to reach Breaking Bad level of character conflict. But instead, it just falls a little bit short. And I, I see what they're going for, and you get the gist of it. It's not poorly done, but it, I think it falls a little bit short of where I would have liked for them to go. I really think that the secretary should get some kind of comeuppance for some stuff that she did. And, and some other characters are just kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I like where their arcs end and begin and, and all that. To me, that sounded, to your layman who's never seen this show, that sounded incredibly confusing. Okay. And and not in an inter, not in, not in an interesting, he's an interesting character way, but more just like a, it sounds pretty muddled. It's, it's, I don't think it's muddled. I think I'm misrepresenting it that in that way. I think it's, it's, again, it's pretty clear. It's just, at the start of this episode, I joked that everything is an allegory these days. I think like, kind of can can maybe apply to this but i i just think kingpin is a really well developed character that i empathize with and the rest i get most of it but i feel like they could be fleshed out a little more and season two could totally change all this but uh, that was my impression i would give it like a b i give the show a b is that assuming that A is the best rank or that an S rank is the best rank? That's assuming S rank is the best rank. Got so okay. we would put Breaking Bad and Twin Peaks at an S rank. An A rank would be, let's see, what are other good shows? I think Lost could probably be an A. Mm, the final season, though. The final season. I liked, I liked every season of that show. I just don't think it was... It wasn't quite as good. I would say Lost was an A until the final season. I would say Battlestar Galactica... Was awful. Is, is a there B. Was, is there a was B. some real awfulness to that show. Okay, but seasons one and two of Battlestar Galactica are S rank. Seasons you know, three and you know you could season... probably put you could probably put Next Generation as an S rank. I think that show was incredible. I would say Next Generation is probably an S rank. Yeah, I would say Enterprise is an S plus. Mm. Yeah, it does earn that title. Right. So. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica, and Chris in the chat is agreeing. Yeah, season one and two are S-rank, easily a Battlestar. Easily S-rank. Yeah, but unfortunately, there were other seasons There of were other seasons, yeah, yeah. And man, did that show fall off a cliff. Yeah, no, dude, you want to talk about shows that fell off a cliff? Heroes, season one was an A. Season yeah, two was a two D. was like one of the worst seasons of any TV show ever. The last season of Heroes is literally the worst season of any television show ever produced in history, ever. <laughs> Ever. It's a bold claim. It was hell on earth. I, there is, there, there, I mean, check it. Go watch an episode. Go watch an episode of season four of Heroes. You will I, agree. I believe you. I think we can leave it at that. And yet Heroes season one was so good. So I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, um, I guess I kind of recommend Daredevil. Now I'm watching Jessica Jones, which I'm really enjoying. It's a, it's a much different tone. It's weird. Jessica Jones has a lot more comic relief, but it also goes way darker. Yeah. So, uh, or as Daredevil is kind of more medium everything, and now Jessica Jones is just like both ends of the spectrum. And every, every time I ask anyone about Jessica Jones, everyone just says, 
the show's really messed up. Everyone just says it's really messed up. I'm enjoying it so far, but uh, we'll see what happens there. But um, So that's my Daredevil review slash Star Trek history review slash uh, I don't even know. Really, they go together. Yeah, and also Chris in the chat says the cape is the worst thing on TV, not the not heroes. Have you did you watch the cape? I feel like that show was off the air in like a season. I feel like it was produced by the people that did Heroes after Heroes went off the air, and it ended up being an even worse version of Heroes. It would make a lot of sense then if it was awful. Pinteresting. I'd like to go on Pinterest and search for that. I've heard of it, but I never watched an episode of it. Nor will I. Nor should you. One and done. They pulled up before the season even ended. We should just have Chris on the podcast next time. Next time, <laughs> this is weird. For next me. time we talk. Next time we talk about stuff that we don't know about, which is pretty much every episode. I, well, this is weird for me because all right, the the Guinea Geek Network has so many shows about comic book TV shows and movies and comic book reviews and all that stuff. I mean, Chris hosts Nerd Alert News, and we don't really get into that. We're, you and I are not comic book people as much. Not at all. I mean, we really? love this. We, I think we both love the cinematic universe. Maybe me a bit more than you. Yes. Yeah, so to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm getting kind of burned out on the cinematic universe. Yeah, you've mentioned that. So you're you're not a superhero comic guy. Yeah. I I feel like I I dabble. I mean, I own a bunch of I own a trunk of old comics. I read the Death and Return of Superman like twelve times when I was little. I've got a lot of Spider Man back issues. Um, so I grew up with it. I've always been into the culture, but I I just don't know as much. But this is like the bread and butter of the Gunna Geek Network. This is the whole point of, of what a lot of them do. So it's kind of funny for me to just like for us to us to jump in, especially you not having seen it. Uh, and for my totally unqualified opinion, we should we should do a podcast called Unqualified Comic Book Readers. That is an awful name for a podcast. And these companies are trying to appeal to people like you and me, people that aren't... Because if they made a show called Daredevil, people that are interested in comic books, they're all going to watch it anyway. It's people like you and me that they need to try to get interested in these shows that are on the fence, that don't know whether they want to watch it or not. You make a point. You make a you made a point, and I don't know what to do when you do that because it happens How so do rarely. I interact with brands? Where can I find Marvel to tell them how I'm feeling? Does Marvel care how I'm feeling on Twitter? Well, how many likes do you want to give them? I think I'm going to interact with them. I mean, how many likes are worth your time? How, how, much, how much likes? You can like on Twitter now. Twitter changed the name of favorite to like. Did you know that? I think one of my likes is worth a f- maybe a fraction of a cent. But I can give them out pretty rapidly. They'll pay Facebook a quarter for you to like one of their sponsored posts. But I, that, doesn't help, that doesn't help me at all. I made that up. It's more like six cents. But it helps... Facebook. You see what I'm... You see I what do I'm, want to interact more with that brand. Literally, if you click like on a sponsored post, you're stimulating the economy. I'm actually not kidding about that. And that's depressing. Huh. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. This, It's not... I've already watched way too much Black Mirror that like, I just... I, I can't think about that right now. Here's a fun fact. If you see an ad from a brand or personality that you dislike, click on that ad... And then that brand or personality will have to pay for your click. And you can just immediately close the thing that you opened. I've done that before. It's really sticking it to the brands. I've actually done that before. The brands with which I want to interact. You know what, Brand? I'm taking 10 cents from you for you taking a split second of my time. Well and done. I think that that's a fair thing. Sure. Well done. Thank you. Well done. So um, that was an hour of Daredevil talk. I, that was unanticipated, but hopefully pleasant. 
for you? Yeah, I think we could probably shelf some of these other things that are all over our that are all over our worksheet, our could, our, our worksheet that we make every week. We could talk your board game next week, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, do you want to do a quick hit on the Hearthstone expansion or no? Yeah, sure, because I, you have a lot to say about it. I, you probably don't have anything to say about it. Maybe I you've vir- got something to say about it. I have virtually nothing to say about current news. I'm not a Hearthstone player anymore. I've put it down. I put it down a long time ago. Not by, again, a, not, not another conscious decision. It wasn't me saying, this game is ruining my life. I need to stop playing Hearthstone. I've only done that with, I don't, I've never had the game. But you still play Hearthstone. I, and, yeah. And it's a big deal when stuff comes out for Hearthstone still in the community, right? At least I get that, from just reading about it, I get that impression. Is there a such thing as the Hearthstone community? Because I'm yes. not part of it. I'm yes, not part there of is. it. There is, because right now, here's a fun fact that I shared with you today. In November of 2015, Hearthstone had 10 million registered users, which is a lot. It is now April 2016, six months later, and Hearthstone has over 40 million registered users. I thought you users. said 50. Maybe it was 50 million. I think it's 50 million. I think you're right. Over 50. It's a 40 it million It might be difference. 60, though. It's not. It's either way. What if it's 70? It is an incredibly large number of people that are playing this game. Incredibly large. Like an outrageous. No, I mean, the fact that large. 80 million people are playing this game daily is pretty insane to me. It's, it's impressive. And so they're probably making a ridiculous amount of money on it. But a new expansion came out. And so they're, they've released a new expansion. It's based on one of the big raids in the original World of Warcraft. So, like, for the people like me who have some experience with original World of Warcraft, it's kind of cool to see the callbacks to those characters. So, I'm not going to lie, when I was looking at the card lists, you know, I've looked at, like, every card that's in this expansion, I kind of wanted to start playing the game again. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I hate that game. I hate playing it. I hate talking about it. I only play it when I am pooping. And with 90 million registered users, that's 90 million people sitting on their porcelain thrones, if you catch my drift, who are not as bored as they would have you believe. I actually don't believe that the only time that you play that is pooping. I don't no, believe No, literally. That. I am one of many of the 100 million subscribers to this game that does this. Do you know how often I go to the bathroom? Do you want me to... It's got to be an unhealthy... It's gotta do you want me to tweet at you every time I'm going to the bathroom during the day? I don't need that many, I don't need that many tweets in my day. I couldn't like that. And I couldn't enough. tweet it because I'm busy playing Hearthstone with 110 right. million other subscribers. So anyway, it's kind of a cool big deal. I was looking at the cards. It seems like they're changing quite a bit of stuff. And I kind of wanted to play it again. I'm assuming that even though you're only playing it when you're pooping, you're probably going to get into the new expansion. I'm not. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that this game, this forces me out of the game. I really do. I played one game and it was against somebody who has an entire deck built entirely out of new cards. Oh, it just, well, came out today. Guess I'll have a whole custom deck with synergy and everything and strategy. Yeehaw! And that's what he sounded like over the thing. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, well, this person uh, is either making too much money or mommy and daddy gave him $200 to spend on expansions that they're just to they have every card. And it's like, you know what? I do, I'm, not a money, I'm not a money tree. I don't have a money tree. I, it's not even planting season for me yet i would not plant a money tree today or this weekend 
so you know what do you want from me you know they've got 120 million i i I guess i expected you to be a little more i'm not excited i'm legitimately not excited i've not looked at any of the card descriptions the only thing i did was sign in today so i got kathunt and now that i have a kathunt in my deck uh, i can be accused of sexism you sound pretty excited. I'm not. I'm actually not. Did you actually think I'd be excited? I, re- I really hate this game. I hate it. I hate what it does to me. I hate that it's worse than any other app. I hate that it's not fun. I hate that I can have a perfect game and then one stupid card happens or I get disconnected arbitrarily on the train and it's like, ugh, ugh, never mind, just fall on the ladder rankings. It's dumb. I've never won more than five games in the arena pretty much on average at this point because arena is dumb. I'll be in the middle of an arena run, and it's like, oh, they have Dr. Boom and Ragnaros the Fire Lord in their deck. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I'll just play my three Leopard Gnomes that I lucked out and got. No, that's dumb. It's a dumb game. Don't play. I've been over this. We have not. Have we even talked about Hearthstone and Game Life Balance US? If you go back and listen to Unqualified Gamers, we talked about this game ad nauseum. There's actually, there's actually, if you go back and listen to our other episodes, there's just this fantastic bell curve of Cody kind of first starting to play the game and kind of being a little skeptical. He wasn't playing it at all, and I was telling him about how great it was. And he's being a little skeptical to jumping up to like the height of the bell curve and being just this ravenous fan. You spent money, you were spending money on packs a little bit. You were seemingly really enjoying it. And then over the past, I would say maybe three months, there's been a pretty precipitous drop off of the bell curve. Of you just getting more and more jaded with the game, and it's it gets it's getting funnier and funnier every time I hear you talk about it because it doesn't sound like you're playing less to me. Maybe you are, but to me it just kind of sounds like it just kind of sounds like you're you're playing about the same amount and just hating it more and more and more as you continue to play it. Yeah, pretty much. I play a few games a day. Okay. Yeah, I play a few games a day because you poop a few. I times hate a day. them all. And uh, so the, the last expansion, the League, Ex- the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, was the last expansion. And I, mm-hmm. I bought the whole thing for free with gold. We've, we've been over this. So to buy an expansion in the game, which gives you a single player, some single player challenges, and you can unlock new cards, you can either pay $20 cash or you can pay in-game gold that you accumulate from, uh, from, from achieving achievements. And John always said, well, it's more efficient to spend your gold on packs instead of on these expansions because the expansions don't give you many cards. Well, I was just playing a bunch and I refused to give them any more of my money, so I did buy every chapter of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with gold. And that felt great. I've not given them a dollar. And then and then I kept getting these ads, pay fifty dollars and get sixty packs with the new expansion. And I'm just like, no. No, I am not doing that. I am not going to raise the amount of money I've spent on this terrible game to 200 or so dollars lifetime so that I can have kind of okay cards that might be able to compete against Mr. I have mommy and daddy spending $400 on, you know, on cards for me. I mean, there's 130 million subscribers to this game. You would think that one of them wouldn't have every card. And yet here we are. They'll have every card. Maybe I'd like the game more if Blizzard would give me cards, but they don't. They changed the sorry emote to wow. That's real. Instead of saying sorry, you now say wow, which is a subtle nod to the acronym for World of Warcraft, wow. So it's just 
a money-churning, grinding little wheel. They print money. They're like Nintendo, only they're demonic. You sound incredibly excited about this expansion. Also, I will also say that Mr. Mommy and Daddy are buying all of my cards for me is a very long name for somebody. So, Cody had mentioned earlier earlier in the episode about the uh, Gonna Geek Network. The Gonna Geek Network is a network of podcasts that we belong to. They have a ton of different types of podcasts generally revolving around geeky stuff. So, looking at the list of podcasts that we have uh, new episodes for right now, just a couple of ones of ones that have some new stuff up on Nerd Alert News that Cody had mentioned before. The last thing that they talked about was some cool breaking news. We're bringing a special edition episode. Chris runs down the role Nathan Fillion will be playing in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Then it's on to the final X-Men Apocalypse trailer and the reveal of a special character that will appear in the film. Some people might say it's similar to the Spidey reveal in Civil War, but Chris would disagree. I am incredibly excited about that new X-Men movie. That's like my... Of the superhero movies... That is by far my favorite, the one I am most likely to go see. Very much like that movie. Uh, that's wait, wait, wait. Did you see X Men? Uh, did you see X Men Future Days of Future? Yes, Past? I loved that movie. I see. That's the other movie that I need to see because I didn't see that. The movie was before I see. Yeah. So can I watch that on my phone? Uh, yeah, you probably can. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, and then on better Bo- on better podcasting, it was better podcasting episode twenty four, captivating your audience. This episode is we discuss captivating your audience and what you can do to keep them engaged, whether it be how you address them, subject matter delivery methods, or anything in between. We're going to talk about this in this episode. In the better podcasting download, we demonstrate and discuss the advantage you can get from using a mic processor such as DBX two eight six. That might be two eight sixes or two eight six S. We give you a sample of the change so that you can gauge if it's worth it to you. After that, we discuss a recent top 200 jobs in America and where broadcast lands on it. And finally, we discuss the rollout of Google Play podcasts. Speaking of, you can now wait, how, find... Wait, how would broadcast get in the top 200 jobs in maybe, America? Maybe, spoiler alert, maybe it doesn't appear there. And that's what they, that's what they have to tell you. That's what I'm yeah. guessing. And also, off the network, if you want to check out our sister show, Game Life Balance Australia, just released episode five. I've not listened to all of it yet, but we do make a cameo. Jonathan and I, I believe, supposedly, make a cameo. So that could be exciting. And our super fan, one of our super fans of a longtime listener of, of podcasts that John and I have done, Ryan Dombrowski, he is a indie game developer, and he released his first indie game. So congratulations to Ryan, and if you want to check it out, it's on the Google Play Store. It's called Decim8, like Decimate, but it's spelled differently. It's Des, D-E-S-S, and then the letter M-8, the number. Uh, And it's awesome. It rules. It's Android only. It's an arcadey little game, and it's super fun. So go check it out, Decim8. And if you want to find Ryan on Twitter, he may be able to hook you up with a copy of it. Otherwise, it's like a dollar or something. Um, But yeah, Decim8, go check it out. It's really great, and and we thank him for supporting us. And you should support him because he's it's it's fun. It's a fun little thing. Games are fun little things. Games in general are fun little things, unless they're Hearthstone, in which case they're soul crushing, and I hate them. Do you have anything else to add? I don't. You're going to play that expansion, though. Maybe. 
I'm going to try not to. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, which is the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And please leave us a review if you want to make our day, especially John Martin's. You can also find us, by the way, in addition to iTunes now on the Google Play Music Store. Our podcast is there, so feel free to subscribe if you're an Android guy there. You can also find us on the Gun and Geek Network at gunandgeek.com or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. And you can learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. Uh, smiling poop robot face cat crying fist bump eyes looking left family of white people high heels a coffee cup dot org (laughs) 